They say clothes make the man, but everybody's got to change their pants sometime. On today's episode, we're talking about character changes. Character changes can take a good wrestler and make them great, a bad wrestler and make them good, and unfortunately, a great wrestler and make them bad. And so, we've just got one question. But you don't know why we're here. <laughs> but let me tell you, we're a wrestling podcast. We're a family-friendly wrestling podcast, and we're the best one out there. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Two Words. Might be the only family-friendly wrestling podcast. That, that went from, like, tough guy <laughs> Razor Ramon to Dr. James Dobson really fast. <laughs> and that pretty much describes what the show's like. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's Diesel and... Focus on the family. <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to Two Words. My name is John. I am your host. And with me, as always, my tag partner, Radio Matt. What, 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 what up? And today, we have a fun episode. We are talking about character changes. Yeah. The new guy, if you will. Um, all of the fun times when you've, you've taken a great character and you've changed him into something else, and sometimes it works, and uh, many times it doesn't. But <laughs> we're going to get to that. But before... Before we do, we got some wrestling news. It's been a busy two weeks. It's been a busy two my weeks. It's been gosh. a really busy two weeks. And most of, like, I was looking through my list, mm -hmm. and most of my stuff is kind of, like, it's 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 old news now. Right. <laughs> In just two weeks' time. Like, the news cycle... <laughs> the news cycle <laughs> on uh on re for wrestling has has been really fast it's like a it's like a 15 minute news cycle man yeah um we do have one oriole in our chat here on twitch is throwing one in and i just saw this too the gold medal winner from the olympics was just signed to the wwe well we see how well that's worked out in the past <laughs> and his name is gable something ah oh, man <laughs> This is Gable. Which means Gable. He, which means he won't be known as Gable. Yeah, in definitely WWE. won't be. Yeah. <laughs> Are you read me out there. Uh, that's cool. I mean, I'm, I'm like we talked about last time. Like these guys are superior athletes. Yeah, I mean, and they're and they're, they're going to make Kurt Angle fantastic. Who's his brother? He's got a brother in the WWE. Oh, I didn't see that. I don't know who it is. I don't know who it is either. Oriel, our, our news correspondent, get back to us in the <laughs> Twitch chat, and we will tell all of the people. Um, I'm just I'm just kind of looking at my list, like what's what's even relevant anymore. Uh, Braun Strowman hinted that he's going to go make an impact somewhere. Yep, 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 yep. Um, which is a good move for him. I don't like I said. I, I don't know that there's really a place for him in W in in AEW proper. Yeah, I don't think so either. At least not right now. I think he like when they do their invasion 
storyline, which they're inevitably they're going to do. Uh, sure, he he shows up, and it's great. I just don't think they have a place. Yeah, not at the moment. No, but but I mean, Impact would be a great place for him because he will still yeah. be able to be AEW adjacent. So if yeah. there is ever a situation to bring him over, it can be a temporary thing. Yeah, no, it'd be and it'd be great and and it'd be good for him. Um, it'd be good for everybody. So uh, Oriole's saying his brother is Bobby Stevenson. Stevenson. I don't know who Bobby Stevenson. Does. Doesn't, doesn't, doesn't ring a bell. Bobby Stevenson. I have to look him up now. Bobby, Bobby. Stevenson. Bobby. Oh, I misspelled it. Is he a governor? There's a thousand things. There's a thousand Bobby Stevenson. That is a is very well known no name. That ain't it. That's definitely not it. Anyway. Um, Iconics have changed their name, filed a new trademark for their new tag team uh, name, Inspiration, spelled with two I's for a double dose of looking at stuff. (laughs) Uh, That's one of my favorite jokes about double letters from uh, the movie Idiocracy. (laughs) He's talking talking about befriending. (laughs) Upgrade, spelled with two D's for a double dose of his pimping pleasure. (laughs) Uh, okay, so apparently Bobby Stevenson is a trainer at the Performance Center. Oh, that's cool. Okay, I got you. Oh, cool, okay, cool. Okay. Cool, 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 cool. Um, so I'm really just glad that the, the Iconics are staying together, I think. Yeah. Well, I mean, we found out that the idea to break up was their own idea. Yeah. Like, it wasn't a WWE thing. They decided to break up. So the fact that they realized, yeah, you know what? We're better together because no one really cared for us separate. I feel like Billy Kay mostly was like, you know, nobody cares about either one of us. <laughs> and Peyton Royce is like, I don't know. I'm getting some pretty good heat. And she's like, nah. nah. I think, yeah, I think, I think I've been hearing things that nobody really cares. Only either one of us. <laughs> We're both so alone. She's like, I just had a match at SummerSlam. It's like, yeah, so, so alone. Not being used at all. Underutilized, <laughs> both of us. Uh, I got one here. We got a KO is teasing a jump to AEW at the end of the year when his contract runs out. I did see that. He uh, tweeted the the end of this year, end of next year. I heard it was 2022. I thought it was the end of this year. But I also heard that was like supposedly. Well, he tweeted the the coordinates for Mount Rushmore and then deleted it. And the significance of that is that was basically their stable name when he was teamed up with Adam Cole and the Young Bucks. In Gorilla Pro Wrestling. Yep, yep, yep. And uh, he changed his location to almost there, and the Young Bucks changed their location to there. Oh. And so those are those are the reasons. I think that I think that the Adam Cole and Daniel Bryan situation. Uh, Brian Danielson. Brian okay. Danielson. Don't dead name I'm him. I'm sorry. Dead name him. <laughs> I'm sorry. Brian Danielson. I believe that situation has to, has to be the last straw for WWE to realize, like, oh, we need to start making people happier here. Right. Yeah, we need to do whatever we can. And yeah, I read it, an article that was like, Kevin Owens is going to be the first guy that gets a massive pay raise. Almost certainly. Because, like... Like a massive pay raise and and a title run and anything he wants because they just want him to stay. They need yeah, I mean he's a pay. he's a a massively good wrestler, a good character, a draw, yeah, uh, and always has been, and he's been underutilized too lately. And so yeah, they better they better hang on to him. Speaking of Adam Cole, let me just throw this in there since we were there. Yeah, 
WWE's plans for Adam Cole when he moved up to the main roster was to put him in the Leo Rush position of being a tiny manager for Keith Lee. No. Yeah. Not a wrestler. I mean, it would have I mean, been fun, but it yeah, would have been but it wouldn't have been what Adam Cole wanted for Adam sure. Adam Cole would have been so miserable. Right. Absolutely. So, so I see why miserable. it didn't there wasn't even a <laughs> hesitation no. for him to 9 days after his last match run to all out. Yeah. <laughs> Which like good on him for I, I think what WWE is going to run into with the Adam Cole situation is everybody who signs a new contract that's worth anything in pro wrestling. I was just say like anybody who's never pro wrestling, like anybody that comes over from like, you know, the, the oh, I played for defensive end for the Jets last year and now I'm going <laughs> to wrestle because I'm huge. Yeah. Like uh, anybody who's who's like been on the indie circuit for a long time is going to sign a contract and say, I'm going to sign this contract, but you're going to get rid of the 90 day uh, yeah. non-compete clause. Right. Because Adam Cole did it. Yeah. Um, Andrade did it. Like, and once you get rid of that, I mean, that's your only, that's really the, 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 the WWE's only like bullet in the chamber. Mm -hmm. It's like, well, you can't make any money for three months. People are going to forget about you, which in this business kind of helps, but sometimes, yeah, because it makes for another surprise. Um, there were reports that Jim Ross was stepping down, um, from commentary and AEW was stepping away from wrestling and a tweet from Jim Ross claims that that is news to him. He's had to debunk a lot of rumors in his, his career. He's very quick to do it. Oh, always on Twitter too. It's like, <laughs> like Jim Ross is quitting and he's like, somebody nah. should have told me. <laughs> um, we're always glad Jim Ross is around though. He is a treasure. He is. He was, I really, I didn't love him with uh, Jerry Lawler. Get out of town. That I was the best duo. I loved him and I love, I love him, but him, JBL and Michael Cole for a little bit. I feel like that combination existed at one point. It yeah. had to have existed. <laughs> that was beautiful. Um... What are we doing with Rick Boogs? Like, what is what is Rick Boogs? What is even Rick Boogs? Rick Boogs. It's what, just a fun name to say. What's weird to me is that they're doing, and I'm not super caught up, uh, so I may be I may be out of the loop. But it's kind of like it's weird that they're stepping. It seems like the vignettes are looking like it's going to step away from that character with Elias, right? And that Rick Boogs, is and just then Rick Boogs crazy. just kind of walks in. <laughs> It does, I read I read a story kind of that, like that. that they gave like they called him up and was like, "Hey, tonight we need you in Detroit. Um, you're going to be playing guitar to Nakamura's theme song." And he's like, "I kind of play guitar." <laughs> <laughs> like somebody saw me with a guitar one time. Like, I believed it. I mean, it's it's you know it's good <laughs> enough. Um, <laughs> Somebody tweeted out that there were not enough black wrestlers uh, getting championship opportunities. Um, they were complaining about the uh, the people of color uh, or the lack of people of color in championship positions. And Brandy Rose, or Brandy Rhodes, kind of uh, kind of clapped back on that, as the kids say. 
um, saying that when black wrestlers do get into championship positions, nobody really supports them or cares for them. Hmm. I don't think that's 100% accurate. Hmm. I mean, like, I love Kofi Kingston. I just do. I don't I yeah. don't like him for any other reason because he's a fantastic wrestler. But the fact that he is he is a he was a black champion, the fact that he was the first WWE black champion in 2017, mind you. Um you know, that was a big deal and even I can like understand that and notice that. Right. Like I think a lot of people did note that. Absolutely. Absolutely, they did. I think a lot of people... And he had a long run, too. He had a long and run. And everyone loved it. And the current WWE champion is black. Yeah. And also, most people love him in the title most position love him in the right title now. Position. Uh, <sighs> he's got a Muslim manager. All of us are ready for Big E to cash in and have a long run of Big his own. Big E was champion, and everybody loved it. Now they took, him, they took it away a little certain, but he was Intercontinental Champion. Um, Rich Swan. Is Impact Champion? Was Impact Champion? I don't remember. I don't remember. Um, it's so hard to know who's, who's got the championship. No, because Christian Cage is yeah. Impact Champion now. Keith Lee, NXT Champion yeah. for a while. I, guess, I think it's a strange statement. And maybe it's just like what she's saying is like when, when black people get into that role, other black people tend to shut them down. Possibly. Um, because nat because everybody's natural disposition is to try to like make people feel inferior about their accomplishments. Yeah, well, I mean, even especially in wrestling, when it's all about your character, yeah, and your gimmick. What you got? Uh, NXT this new logo is apparently supposed to uh, go into effect this week. New logo, new leadership, new design, and uh, Triple H was so happy about it he had a heart attack. Is that really did that really he had a, he had a cardiac event and then he had to have surgery based on it. I didn't mean to laugh, Hunter, but oh, he's fine. When you so, call I mean, things, when you're so fit and so important that people <laughs> refer to your heart attacks as cardiac, cardiac events, um, the, he apparently it's like a genetic thing, so it's something that he expected yeah. to happen at some point in his huh. life. It's just it looks uh, like he's probably got high blood pressure. I, yeah, <laughs> it's just ironic that it happened uh, the week before. Basically, his NXT dies, which is yeah. so sad. It's probably it's uh, so sad. He probably doesn't take medication because that medication makes you pee like nine times a day, and he just doesn't have time for that. <laughs> I don't have time for that, and, and I'm, I'm not near as busy as he is. <laughs> and my last one is uh, Netflix. Here, actually, I'm going to read the story. This is from uh, read the story? Cultaholic. WWE and Netflix have announced an interactive horror film called Escape the Undertaker, where... The New Day <laughs> is trying okay, okay. to escape I'm in. the dead man and his spooky mansion. <laughs> it will premiere on October 5th, and it'll be a part of the streaming services Netflix and Chills 2021 <laughs> season. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be one of those. It's going to be another one of those, like, you choose your adventure kind of yeah. things, which... That could be fun. I mean, it almost makes me want to get a month of Netflix just should, to experience you, that. You should come over and we should play it together. Think, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. You have Netflix, don't yeah. you? Yeah. We we'll need stream, to do that. We'll stream us doing it together. That'll be fun. <laughs> It'll be the best. Um, let's see. Uh, WWE and Bloomhouse Entertainment are coming out with a miniseries called The United States versus Vince McMahon. 
Oh, right. Um, playing off of the uh, case, uh, the state versus McMahon. I state versus McMahon, U.S. versus that. McMahon. Um, going over the the trials in the early 90s or late 90s about why are you laughing i'm just i'm remembering how he was he was doing the thing that you see villains do whenever they're trying to look sympathetic in court (laughs) he was wearing the neck brace around his neck because he had some sort of accident yeah i'm like well this will make him look sympathetic to me gonna be talking about the trials in the 90s uh (laughs) i'm really wondering about about um (sighs) Steroids. Steroids and, and performance-enhancing drugs in the WWE, which I got to tell you, I never really understood what the problem was. With taking steroids? With them being on steroids. like. Yeah, because, I mean, it's not a real competition. Yeah, because yeah. there is no state commission. Right. Like they're, With professional wrestling. Yeah, it's weird. Not um, saying it's a great thing, but no. saying, yeah, it's, there doesn't seem to yeah. be a need for... yeah. The government to get involved because it it's not a real sport. Like, especially at that time, your your desire would be that everybody was on steroids. Back um, then, yeah. And I don't I really know so. anything about steroids, so I mean, like, you know. Well, I mean, we do know a little bit about what happens thanks well, to Benoit. Where? Uh, and that's and that's. But yeah. that but that hadn't happened yet, and nothing like that had happened yet. It was in also the WWE. a lot about that was also more about TBI than. Well, partially. That was a, that was a cocktail of, of several yeah. bad things. Yeah. Um, speaking of TBI, um, but let me let me let me back up. <laughs> I had something else to say about um, the United States versus Vince McMahon. Um, I am not expecting it to be full of that much truth. Yeah. Because it is being put on by WWE and Bloomhouse, which yeah. is not a. And the thing reputable. is, and the thing is, is like. Vince McMahon has no problem making himself look kind of dumb in the ring, but he will not have his person his his person questioned. Yeah. Um, so it's it's very interesting if it if it comes out and says, yeah, Vince McMahon was shoving steroids down guys' throats. I'll be like, okay, that's probably the truth. But if they come out and be like, oh, Vince McMahon is totally innocent, I'm like, eh, probably not. <laughs> Says the guy who <laughs> says Vince McMahon. Yeah. Uh, all right. All out. All right? out. We got to talk about that. My, In my opinion, the best pay-per-view since WrestleMania 17. That's a bold statement. I'm, and a I bold mean statement, it. Cotton. I mean it. I didn't hate a single thing that happened on that pay-per-view. I even liked the big show match that lasted all of five minutes. I mean. Yeah. So I didn't watch um, everything in depth. I, I got to see the the big hits and the big spoilers and stuff, and I watched the entire CM Punk match. What I will say is that I am excited for CM Punk's return. I am excited for it. It. I'm excited to see where he goes. But that match felt like just fan service. Yeah, it absolutely was. Um, but the fans really met, like, the fans were singing to his theme song. And, like, nobody <laughs> knows the words to Cult of Personality except for <laughs> me and, like, four other people. <laughs> and they they were screaming, it's clobbering time. But then he got in the ring, and it really felt like there was a lot of just, like, taking in the moment kind of thing. Yeah. And it's like, I always compare it to, <clears throat> or somebody compared that sort of thing, and it, it worked really well as an analogy. Um, I think that his next pay-per-view match is going to be his Wrath of Khan, meaning 
if you're a, if you're a Trekkie, which I'm assuming if you're a wrestling fan, you might also be a Trekkie. Um, <clears throat> the first Star Trek film was like the first big budget thing that Star Trek ever got to do. So 90% of that film is just glory shots of the USS Enterprise. And yeah. it's just... I think there's a 12-minute segment where they're just showing you the And Enterprise. then it's a different angle. It's... New angle. Incredibly long. And then Wrath of Khan came along, and it was like this beautiful story, and the, the action sequences were great, and the movie was really, really well. So um, I think we had to get the motion picture out of the way for CM Punk. I think the next... The next match is going to be phenomenal. I was sitting here ready to judge your uh, Star Trek analogy, but you did a good job. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> no, and I agree. And, and I do believe that this was, was a fan service match. I think it kind of had to be. Yeah. Uh, and There's nothing else. Right. Could, I yeah. mean, it, it, it was the big celebration of he's back. Yeah. And they they gave everybody what everybody wanted. A, a nice, happy return. That made him look like a million bucks. Yeah. Um, the match of the night, in my opinion, which might be match of the year, possibly match of the decade, was Young Bucks versus Lucha Bros in the seal cage for the title. Hot dang. Yeah. Best cage match I've ever seen. Pretty brutal. There was a boot with thumbtacks all over the bottom. That just got hot potatoed around to see who was going to get kicked next. Hot potato. The just the the kind of <laughs> high risk spots and reversals and my gosh, I just the blood everywhere. It was so good. It felt like it felt like WWE in the the mid nineties. Like it felt <laughs> it felt like that mankind era. Yeah, I think that AEW. Made a statement with All Out. Oh, absolutely. I mean, really did. You know, they've been, it's like they've been building for two years to go, all right, this is what we got. <laughs> and then three WWE uh, crossovers with, uh, we already mentioned Adam Cole and Brian Danielson, but also Ruby Soho. Ruby Soho. Who looked fantastic, also looked fantastic on Dynamite this week. Um, just, it's, it's going to be was, a lot of fun. I was really surprised at how many people, cared that ruby soho was over there I mean, they, were nothing against, they were chanting her name before she even came out nothing against ruby soho but she didn't make the biggest splash in wwe yeah not at all and i really think that's wasn't more wwe's fault, fault. yeah it wasn't yeah. her fault at all wwe just is really struggling with how to use their talent because they have two people who are the people in charge that think they know what everybody wants and aren't yeah. listening to what everybody says they want that's rough Right. It's been that way for a while. I think I told this to you on, on uh, Wednesday when we talked. I feel like WWE is putting themselves back in the position they were when WCW was taking off, where now they're this clean-cut promotion again, where they're not doing the hardcore stuff. They're not doing the, the stuff that really draws the eyes. They're keeping it the family-friendly. And uh, they're also not really listening to the fans. And... I fear we might really have another kind of actual war on our hands. Because I mm -hmm. think up until this point, AEW's still kind of been, and money-wise, of course, yeah. they're not anywhere near WWE, and, and they probably won't be like making money. But when it comes to what the fans want to see, I would take that all-out pay-per-view again over anything WWE has done yep. in decades. Oh, it's, it's a good time to be a wrestling fan, ladies and gentlemen. It really is. 
Well, when we come back, we've got a fun game we haven't played in seven years. And then we're going to talk about some character changes. So stay tuned. Hey everyone, I'm Hector Mirai, and this is Faith and Fandom 180 on LTN Radio. So, I'm a sucker for good word-of-mouth buzz and everything, and one of the shows that lately has been getting the most, like, oh man, you should watch this type stuff, has been Ted Lasso. Uh, Ted Lasso is a feel-good comedy-dramedy thing uh, that... Uh, Jason Sudeikis has made and it is made with you know British people but it's only on Apple TV and I don't own Apple TV so I finally gave in and ordered a month of Apple TV and my family and I've been burning through uh, the first two seasons of Ted Lasso and it's the most encouragement you can get with the absolute possible most amount of F words in like a single setting so it's that weird combo but it's got a lot of great stuff to it. And um, one of the first really encouraging lessons they throw out in the show is there's a player who's uh, making mistakes and he's uh, struggling with his own failures. And uh, the coach comes up to him and says, you know what the animal with the shortest memory is? is a goldfish. He's like, a goldfish has a 10 second memory. So he tells him, be a goldfish. You know, telling him basically forget the things that you've done that are holding you back, um, you know, <laughs> recognize it for that 10 seconds and then stop holding on to it. And, you know, for us, we have a God who even says that he's going to stop remembering our sins. And Hebrews 8:12 says, for I will be merciful towards their iniquities and I will remember their sins no more. So the reality is if God who literally knows all, is all, is everywhere, and knows the weight and price of all of our sin, will choose to stop remembering our sins. Maybe we need to be a little more on the goldfish level and stop remembering them too, because I think a lot of times we hold ourselves back because when we look at ourselves, we see our past sins, we see our past failures, we see our past mistakes, And we can really get in the way of God actually showing us who we are now in his forgiveness and redemption and who we're becoming. So maybe be a goldfish. Remember to catch Faith and Fandom 180 every Wednesday morning on the Back Row Morning Show only on LTN Radio. And if you'd like to learn more about Faith and Fandom, head over to faithandfandom.org where you can learn about our Comic-Con ministry, podcasts, memes, apparel, and book series. You can even read new chapters before they make it to the next book. I'm Hector Mirai, and thank you for spending the last 180 seconds with me. Welcome back to the Two Words Podcast. Um, for those of you who are familiar with uh, Matt and myself and LTN Radio and the um, story behind LTN Radio. Storied history. Storied history. Um, you may know that, that we used to 
run a pod. This all started because we ran a podcast called The Back Row Baptist. Um, and in that, we used to play several different fun games. Yep. One of those games being The Whisper Challenge, made famous... <laughs> Uh, on Jimmy Kimmel, not Jimmy, Jimmy, Fallon. Jimmy Fallon, late night with Jimmy Fallon. Um, and so we thought it would be fun, um, to play some, play some whisper challenge, except, uh, with some wrestling words and I words think, and uh, phrases, right? Cause words I did and mostly phrases. I did mostly words, but that's fine. Okay. <laughs> we didn't really discuss the rules, so <laughs> We're going to make it happen. Um, now, the rules are I'm going to go first. Matt is going to put, has him some noise-canceling headphones in, and he's going to put some loud music on, uh, and I am going to try to get him to guess these words. Um, now, it's mutually assured destruction because I'm going to legitimately try to help him figure these words out, and he's going to do the same for me. I'm not going to, like, mumble, mumble or try to not move my lips. Um, we're going to try to play fair. <laughs> We're nothing if not fair here at the Two Words Podcast. So, so what we Matt, need to do is we need to say it into the mic clearly, whisper it loudly into the mic, say this is what I'll be saying, kay. just so they're clear about it. All right. <clears throat> but uh, Can you hear me, Matt Coker? I can hear you. Let me start the music. <laughs> I'm going to be listening to... Uh, <laughs> yes, LT. I can't hear you. I'm going to be listening to LTN Radio. Right What's playing as we're recording? LTN Radio. Turn it up real loud. Not this okay. podcast, though. Can you hear me, Matt? Are you ready? You could be lying. All right. So the first word is going to be sweet chin music. Proof. You ready? Yep. I've already given them the word. Sweet chin music. I saw a rake your booty in there. Try that again. <laughs> You got it. I got it. <laughs> Sweet chin. Oh, start, start, start again. Sorry. Sweet chin music. This time I saw twist your booty. <laughs> Sweet chin music. Uh, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. One more time. One more time. One more time. Sweet chin music. Sweet chin music. Yep. Oh my gosh. Twist your booty. <laughs> Twist your booty, y'all. Okay. All right. The next word is Orange Cassidy. Orange Cassidy. Orange Cassidy. Worst castle. This is a hard word because orange is very difficult. Orange Cassidy. Orange Cassidy? You're very good. Okay. Very good. All right. I thought you were going like Meat Castle or something. Meat like Castle! <laughs> the next word is Judas Effect. The uh, Chris Jericho finisher. Judas Effect. Jerry's Fat. <laughs> <laughs> Judas Effect. One more time. Judas Effect. Twist of Fate? Nope. No? Oh. Okay, one more time. Judas Effect. One more time. <laughs> I can't say it without smiling. Judas Effect. 
I he don't may know. Not get that I have one. no idea. Judas Effect. Judas Effect. Okay. I really thought I had it with Twist of Fate. Sorry, hold on the radio stop. Let's see another one. That was that was three. Okay. Okay. Or what are we doing? Five? Yeah. Okay. Uh this is Bad News Barrett. Bad news Barrett. Banjos something. Bad news Barrett. Banjo Bear. <laughs> so close. Bad news Barrett. Bad news Barrett. Yeah. Ah. Goodness gracious. Uh. All right. Last one. Um. It's gonna be. Uh. Starship Pain. Starship Pain. <laughs> what? <laughs> Starship Pain. I'm seeing peepee in there, and I don't think it's peepee. Starship Pain. <laughs> Something beefy is all I'm seeing. I can't get it out of my head. Hold on. <laughs> Starship pain. Star something peepee. <laughs> one more time. One more time. Starship pain. Okay, I didn't see peepee that time. <laughs> Starship pain. I saw peepee again. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Starship Pain. Starship. You're so close. I'm so, okay, P and P. I saw P P. Yeah. Starship Pain. That's yeah. what I saw. Saw P P. Uh, okay, so I got three. Is that all five? Yeah, that was all five. I got three of them, right? You did get three okay. of them. Okay. Jeez. Oh gosh. That's hard, dude. I forgot how hard that is. Yeah, this is a hard game. Ugh. Okay. Let's hope there's music on this thing. All right. Has power. Oh, okay. Come on up here on my phone. Was I yelling into the mic? Now I feel like I was uh, yelling into the mic. <laughs> I was uh, I was whispering very awkwardly. <laughs> the word is starship no. pain. Today's word. Okay. <laughs> Is it left behind? No! What is it? It's Rush Limbaugh! <laughs> it's Limbaugh! How old is this? It's been sitting in the sound booth for, I think, seven years. <laughs> is there any music on it at all? More, More Limbaugh? I do not remember downloading Limbaugh. Honestly. Limbaugh. <laughs> Something about the Nicholas Kristoff column. I don't even know what that's referring to. You no, know, I'm, I'm willing to bet I downloaded a bunch of them to listen to when I was cleaning the church because I didn't have like a podcast thing for him. I said I'm willing to bet I downloaded them to listen to while I was cleaning the yeah. church way back then. This is legitimately that's the only thing. There's only one Just, episode of the Rush Limbaugh show. That's really yeah weird. Okay. Can you turn it up loud enough where you um, can't hear me? I think I can. Let's see. <laughs> 
the reason why he can't plug into my phone is because <laughs> I have a new fangled jack. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? What? <laughs> oh, it's loud. Yeah. Rest in peace, Rush Limbaugh. Whether you, whether you agree with his politics or not. What are you doing? I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm making this work. I'm trying to make... <laughs> Uh, my dad used to listen to Rush Limbaugh every single day. I was back on AM <laughs> FM radio. Did you bring my other headphones up yep. here? Oh, okay. I can really hear it. <laughs> can I, I, I can hear you laughing. But I can hear it out here. We can hear, we're hearing Rush Limbaugh. We can hear it. <laughs> You gotta use the earbuds. <laughs> Scoot back or something. <laughs> all right, all right. Just yell your answers. <clears throat> okay. <clears throat> <laughs> this is ridiculous. All right. The first, the first word is Adam Cole, baby. <clears throat> Ready? Alibaba. <laughs> Adam Cole, baby. I am seeing something <laughs> incredibly inappropriate. <laughs> One more time. Adam Cole, baby. <laughs> Adam Cole, baby. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> All right. The second one is Festival of Friendship. Here we are. Festival of Friendship. <laughs> I didn't get any of that. Festival of Friendship. Fistful of dollars. <laughs> Festival of Friendship. One, one more time. Festival Friendship. <laughs> Festival of friendship. Yeah. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. The third one is do the muscle man dance. Oh, Bray Wyatt throwback. All right. Do the muscle man dance. Is it hail damage? <laughs> Do the muscle man dance. <laughs> Something about black guys? No. <laughs> what? Do the muscle man dance. <laughs> I got nothing. <laughs> Do the muscle man dance. <laughs> Something about black guys? Oh. What the heck? Was, I don't know. <laughs> something about black guys? Like, I don't know. Oh my gosh. That's funny. Okay. Back in there. All right. Uh, the next one is uh, 
Hollywood Hulk Hogan. Hollywood Hulk Hogan. I'm still seeing Alibaba. I'm like caught up on something. It again. Hollywood Hulk Hogan. What? One more time. Hollywood Hulk Hogan. <laughs> Hannah is rolling. <laughs> Hollywood Hulk Hogan. Hollywood Hulk Hogan. There we go. Good job. <laughs> Hannah is rolling. All right. <clears throat> Last one. Last one is stomp a mud hole and walk it dry. I think that's the last one. Yeah. Stomp a mud hole and walk it dry. <laughs> I. Nope. <laughs> Stomp a mud hole and walk it dry. I can really hear Rush stop. Limbaugh. I'm still like, stop. Stop at something. <laughs> Put your headphones in. <laughs> Stomp a mud hole and walk it dry. I. Stomp a mud hole and walk it dry? Yes! <laughs> <laughs> okay, turn, turn Rush off. Limbaugh off, yes. <laughs> turn off Rush Limbaugh. He was an extra conspiracy theorist that day. <laughs> oh, okay, you beat me, man. You got four. Good job. That's hard, though, isn't it? It is a hard. That's a hard game, man. <laughs> Especially with Rush yelling in your ear. I gotta. I, I gotta bet that was more distracting. It was very distracting. <laughs> you're hearing him actually say words. Yeah. While you're trying to look for words. Mm. <laughs> that muscle man dance. I couldn't get that at all. I had uh, my backup <clears throat> options were Meat Castle, but I already said that because I thought you had said that, uh, so I didn't use that, and. Why is my name on here? <laughs> I would not have gotten that yeah, one. I, not even at all. I thought that one was a little rough. So, Well, that's the Whisper <laughs> Challenge. Uh, I hope hope y'all enjoyed listening to that as much as we enjoyed uh, doing it. We'll do better preparing for it next time. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> when we come back, we're talking character changes. Keep it here. This week in nerd history, space, the final frontier. Nerd history. These are the voyages of the Starship Enterprise, its five-year mission to explore strange new worlds, to seek out new life and new civilizations, to boldly go where no man has gone before. These words open the first episode of Star Trek, the original series, when it premiered in America on September 8th, 1966. It was our first introduction to Captain James T. Kirk, First Officer and Science Officer Spock, Chief Medical Officer Leonard H. Bones McCoy, and the rest of the classic crew we would come to know and love as the originators of one of the most fan-crazy franchises in history. But it was not all that popular when it initially aired. With consistently bad Nielsen ratings, NBC finally canceled the show after three seasons. However, as sometimes happens with sci-fi shows, cough, 
Firefly, cough, it became a major hit several years later in syndication, and it spawned a franchise, picking up with several movies, then several new series, and even to this day, a handful of Star Trek shows and movies are in production. But before any of that came to pass, after the original series grew its cult status, Gene Roddenberry attempted to continue on with the original series from where it left off. However, this time he opted to make it an animated series, with most of the original cast returning for the voice work. Star Trek the Animated Series also premiered on September 8th, but in 1973, and originally aired in the Saturday morning TV block. Not only was the animated series critically acclaimed, but it was also the first Star Trek series to win an Emmy Award, achieving the honor in 1975 for its second season. The show's writers originally considered the animated series as an effective fourth season for the original show. However, at the end of the first season of Star Trek The Next Generation, all licenses for Star Trek were renegotiated, and the animated series was essentially cut from the canon of the show, meaning it essentially never happened. Though some things established by the show still stand, such as the first captain of the Constitution-class Starship Enterprise being Captain Robert April, which featured James Doohan voicing the character during his only appearance on screen in the last episode of the animated series. He wouldn't be mentioned in the series again until the fifth episode of Star Trek Discovery in 2017, where he's listed as one of Starfleet's most decorated captains as of 2256. I'm Radio Matt. See you next time for more Nerd History. And welcome back to the Two Words Podcast. Today, we're talking about character changes. You know, sometimes uh, somebody can be rolling with a with a be a really really great wrestler, but have such a lack of personality that it makes me not care about them at all. Because mm. on the opposite, sometimes they can have just so much character, but absolutely no in ring talent, and it makes me also not care them about them at all. <laughs> sometimes, though, on those special occasions, somebody has a really great character, and somebody in creative goes and ruins that. <laughs> Or tries, or makes it better. Sometimes it's better, sometimes it's worse. Sometimes. We're going to figure that out. Sometimes it's um, a long journey. Through so, multiple bad characters. Yeah, through multiple bad characters. So uh, we just kind of have this list, and we're going to talk about these different character changes. Some of them good, some of them bad. We don't really have them separated out. Um, because a lot of times you see a guy go from good to bad to good, or from bad to really good to really bad. Like, yeah. it kind of ebbs and flows. It's a and shift. So, um, so first on my list, I want to talk about is John Cena. Oh, okay. Because John Cena started off with like the prototype character mm-hmm. and then he just came out as like the very generic video game character. <laughs> and then he realized he was about Ruthless to get fired. Aggression. Yeah. Then he came out and he realized like he was about to get fired because nobody cared about him. <laughs> so he started doing the doctor of thugonomics. Um, <laughs> he straight up went up to Stephanie with that, right? Like, wasn't that so. a, like he just he just approached her as that character and wrapped something like, right this there. This is what I'm doing. And yeah, it was like a big, big hit. Um, but then what what's cool about Cena is that he took that and it really, really worked for that period of time. And then and he some realized of his raps were filthy. They were really filthy. Like that and one. Most of them the talked one, about his wiener. The one where. They were at the Royal Rumble, and yeah. his entire he did the entire entrance like for the entire two minutes rapping. Like he didn't even get in the ring until the next countdown was already started. Yeah, he said he was making uh, uh, touching yourself jokes and all kinds Sorting. of stuff in that thing. 
According to John Cena, John Cena has a very big penis. <laughs> this is a fancy sources, so, <laughs> sources John Cena. <laughs> We're a news outlet. We gotta cite our sources. <laughs> oh gosh. Uh, okay, continue. Okay, on. fine, you can cut that out. Whatever. <laughs> but you know, he did that, and then he realized, like, he wasn't going to be able to keep that up for too long. Yeah. So then he became, like, the family-friendly John Cena, and he's been able to do all of that sort of stuff. And it's, it's like, you have this longevity mm-hmm. as being the most hated person in the WWE sometimes. Mm-hmm. But, like, you figured out a way to make it work. It's, it's really pretty brilliant. Yeah, Absolutely. Uh, my first one I have is Mick Foley, uh, who was kind of like a de-evolution back to his regular character, his original <laughs> character. So he was Cactus Jack, his first big name, yep. Cactus Jack. Uh, then he uh, he had the four interchangeable faces. Okay, so he was Mankind in WWE. That's what we first saw him in WWE as. Then he... Uh, reverted to dude love which was his original original character have mercy that he did when he was a kid a teenager yeah that he always wanted to be then he came back as cactus jack in wwe uh for the first time then back to mankind but this time instead of the brown shirt wearing boiler room mankind it was the weird kind of corporate mankind with the the suit with the shirt and tie but it was all disheveled and whatnot and at first it was like he was a he was a tool for the corporation, but eventually he just became this big face character that everybody loved. Uh, he was a very, he was a very unlikable, unlikable, uh, lovable character, you know, uh, like, to begin with. Like it was just, it was this weird combination of, uh, nobody's going to like you and yet everybody loves you. Yeah. You're not the typical wrestler. And, uh, but it, it was his it was his devotion to all these characters and and the fun aspect of having like basically four interchangeable faces. Yeah. Uh, but then he even devolved beyond that to just Mick Foley. Yeah. Now he's just him. And everybody still loves that. I mean, it just it it's it's like he he started with a character and reinvented himself as himself. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt started off as Husky Harris. Wrong. Um, what did he start off as? He started off as Alex Rotundo. Alex Rotundo. Then Duke in a Dukes of Hazard gimmick with his brother, and they went as Duke and Bo. Why? Why have I never seen this? <laughs> this was an FCW <sighs> before it became an XT. Yeah. But anyway, then that's amazing. Husky Harris. Um, then Husky Harris, <laughs> uh, and then he went away for a very long time, and then he came back as Bray Wyatt <clears throat> uh, with the Wyatt family, and then he became the Fiend. And like, oh, I really, so I go through fate. I went through phases with the Fiend, but ended up really kind of enjoying where they settled up with it. I didn't go through any phases. I loved every minute of it. Yeah, I loved. I loved the very beginning of it when he was just doing Firefly Funhouse. I told somebody, like, if he just does this for a year, doesn't get in the ring, doesn't even, like, challenge anybody, just, like, just sits around and does these weird things, like, do that. I don't care. Build build that character up. Make it happen. Um, <laughs> but then we got The Fiend, and then we got the weird version of The Fiend that was all the burn victim oh, theme. okay. I take it back. I hated that. 
I hate, but they I got hate rid of it pretty quickly. Me. Thank goodness. Um, yeah, with the use. But then of, they got rid of him pretty with quickly. With the use of that. magic, if you remember, <laughs> just uh, walked through a tunnel and he was suddenly yeah, a normal fiend again. He walked through that same tunnel. Um, uh, the weekend walked through oh, the Super Bowl. Right. Yeah, you're right. Same tunnel. <laughs> um, so I don't know. I, I I think like the concept of reinventing himself it, it worked <clears throat> because people fell in love with Bray Wyatt. To begin with. Yeah. And then when he came back, he was just a different, more messed up character version of that same character. And so, yeah. Um, but even like, even the character development when he was Eater of Worlds, because if you remember in WrestleMania 30, he did the whole, uh, he did like the whole trying to go John Cena into like, being the bad guy. Yeah. And he like sat in the middle of the ring and like was like, hit me with a chair. Come on, man. Do it. Embrace who you are. And they were able to use that like six years later Yeah, as like part of his whole character story arc. I thought that was really beautiful. Yeah, I did like that. It was, he's, his character, his last two characters anyway, have been very story driven. Yeah. Uh, the story is the heaviest element. The, the wrestling is almost n- not very important to the story they're trying to tell. Yeah. And, uh. It worked most of the time. It almost only works <clears throat> if he's a bad wrestler. Yeah, a little bit. All right, so uh, Gabigan in our, our Twitch chat brought up Kane. Uh, but he started with uh, Isaac Yankum as Kane's first, uh, Glenn Jacobs' first character, and that's that's, uh, that's not, not right true. either. Kane. Uh, l- <laughs> lest we forget the Christmas creature. Oh, there's even more than that. So it's just Kane, Glenn Jacobs Kane, Kane is a tale of just keep trying anything until something sticks. So he started as Angus King then Doomsday, then the Christmas Creature, then Mike Unibom, then Isaac Yankum, then Fake Diesel, and then finally Kane, the Undertaker's half-brother. Kane then uh, removed his mask, which at first was rough, uh, but then he became a a semi-comedic character, and that worked really well. Then he became Corporate Kane, which I think wasn't nearly as popular. And then he was kind of... After he came back with the half-mask. And then he was just kind of done at that point. But uh, overall, very long run, and most of that run as Kane, extremely popular. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and now he's a mayor. Now he runs towns. <laughs> now he fixes potholes. <laughs> <laughs> hey, mayor. Um, yeah, and, and, and it's like being able to keep relevant with that character. You know, it's kind of the same we'll get to him in a second, but like the same with the undertaker, like yeah. being able to keep, like you changed all these characters, but you found something that worked and you slightly tweaked it here and there. But like being able to do that for so long, like yeah. that's really with Kane who barely has any story. Yeah. And, and didn't have aside from, I think the only time he ever had stories when he had a partner. And so he had story with the undertaker. He had story with X-Pac. He had a story with Daniel Bryan. But beyond that, his just whole story was, yeah, I got burned alive by Undertaker as a kid. Now I'm back. I'm back, baby. <laughs> you know, there wasn't much to explore. I'm back with beyond the burns. That. So it was all about just trying to get him to be a human in society again, <laughs> uh, which was weird. Can you teach me to football? But honestly, his runs with X-Pac and Daniel Bryan are yeah. my two favorite versions of Kane. He ever. is he is so lucky that they didn't convince him to go with green trunks. 
Because <laughs> they were going to. I would have done it. I would have been seen all the artwork. for it. I've seen the artwork. I would have been terrible. all for the green, the green outfit. <laughs> um, so a, a story of uh, good to should have been bad, but was great to bad to really bad <laughs> to great to the best. <laughs> um, I want to talk about Dustin Rhodes. Oh, okay. <laughs> because Dustin Rhodes started off as the natural Dustin Rhodes. Yes. Um, in WCW. And he had, like, people forget, he had a career as Dustin Rhodes in WCW prior to what he would eventually become as Gold Dust. Yeah. So he goes over to, to the WWE, um, and they want to put him in a skin suit and uh, paint him gold and make him really weird and kept using the word androgynous, um, <laughs> which he later revealed he had to look up in a dictionary because um, he agreed to do he agreed to do it. And was like, I had no idea what it was. Um, but you look at that character and was like, that character was supposed to fail. That oh, was yeah, not that was, supposed yeah. to be a successful character. That shouldn't have worked. But somehow it, it really, really, really did. It, um, it worked so much. Yeah, I mean, he had mid card popularity, but it was still popularity. But even, but he had like mid card popularity with Roddy Rowdy Piper. Yeah, like a Rowdy Rowdy Piper. Yeah, um, Roddy Rowdy Piper, <laughs> Roddy Rowdy Rowdy, um, and like Booker T. His stories with Booker T. and his stories with all these other guys, and then he goes back to WCW. Ugh. And we're introduced to Seven. Mm-mm. And Seven, uh, in, in his words, not mine, looks like Uncle Festus. Um, and um, was, was uh, portrayed to might have been a pedophile? Child abductor? It was uncomfortable, yeah. The vignettes were just him staring at kids. Unfortunately, the first night he came out, he was like, "Can we just not do this?" <laughs> like went on national television, was like, "I'm not, I'm not doing this anymore. I'm just gonna wrestle." Um, <laughs> went back to WWE, was uh, was gold dust for a little bit longer, um, and then he was in TNA. And in TNA, he was Black Rain. I forgot about and his And Black TNA Rain run. was the worst of them all, um, because. They tried to take what made Goldust popular, or they tried to take Goldust and and recreate it, but they took all of the stuff that made Goldust Goldust out and just painted his face and was like, it's the same thing, but it wasn't the same thing. Um, So it was like a really like psychotic Goldust that like it was very, very murdery kind of thing. It was very strange. And he also, he had gained a whole lot of very unflattering weight. Um... You know, not to say I have it all my dang self. But <laughs> it was just, it was just bad. So then he goes back as uh, Gold Dust in WWE a few years later, um, and now we see him just as Dustin Rhodes, as kind of this amalgamation of he, he does the half face painting like half, and half Gold Dust. Yeah, half. he's he's paying tribute to that kind of, but with different colors and different different kind of mindset, and it just really, really, really works. Yeah, it might be him. the best best of the development. Yeah, I love him over there. I did really like him. His brief run with our truth, though, that oh, was also very truth? fun. The golden the truth was was one of my favorites. All right, all right. Uh, I got one that's not as drastic of changes, but still pretty significant, and that's Triple H. Uh, he's probably one of the best journeys, uh, most of which with the same name. Now he did start as Terra Rising in mm. IWF, and then he had two different spellings of that same name in WCW. 
Um, then he switched to a French aristocrat, Jean-Paul Levesque, at WCW. And then he joined WWF in 95, keeping that aristocrat villain thing, but now known as Hunter Hearst Helmsley. And uh, that's kind of what he stuck with. His, his persona started to change away from the aristocrat once he kind of joined in with the unofficial click, uh, which eventually would transform into DX. Uh, and then here forward, he didn't really have a so much of a gimmick like he just he you know he had nicknames and he had yeah you know some you know signature weapons and and stuff like that but he didn't really change character at all he yeah. just changed whether or not he was going to be uh anti-authority or the authority you know back yeah. and forth back and forth uh but he was he was just a bad dude and ready to kick butt that's that's what he was and so his he was the game uh, he was in evolution. He was authority triple H. He was, uh, just like this. He was the Pokemon evolution of, of, a, of a, of a single character. Essentially. He just kept That's getting more really, powerful. Really good. Because he didn't really change character, but there was still like definite he, level he ups. Evolved yeah. the character. That's yeah. a really good, that's a really good analogy, man. <laughs> I mean, Digimon was the superior of the anime shows, but whatever. We're not going to talk about that. That's not. That's a different Love That Nerd podcast. Um. So, uh, Hulk Hogan. All right. Let me just talk about the Hulkster, please. Um, say your prayers, eat your vitamins. Uh, go to school. Go to school. Obey Drink your parents. Milk. Do all that sort of stuff. Um, all of the parent propaganda they were trying to teach children. Eat your prayers. Say your school. Say your school. Know your vegetables. <laughs> um, you know he did this, and he was he 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 was the very family. He was like the he was he was the American the real American. Yeah. Um, and then he went to WCW. And that transformation from regular Hulk Hogan to Hollywood Hulk Hogan um, or NWO Hulk Hogan was really drastic and, might I say, one of the boldest changes out there because everybody loved Hulk Hogan. And then suddenly he's like, I'm going to try to make everybody hate me. And he really wrestled with that that uh, decision for, for the longest time. But... But even looking at, like, the physical change in his character, like, mm -hmm. he was this big, you know, WWF, he was the big, broad, you know, action figure, you know, lifting the stinky old giant kind of guy. And then when he got to WCW, and people, people talk about this, you know, people think that his time on drugs started with WCW because he was, he had like really leaned out and like physically he was not the same domineering human being. Yeah. Um, but Eric Bischoff one time was talking about it and said, that's actually Hulk Hogan without drugs. Mm. Like that's the first time you saw what Hulk Hogan was supposed to look like. <laughs> <laughs> How God made him. Um, yeah. And so I think that, that I don't think he gets enough credit for, for really changing his entire personality and becoming a different person. Wow. Successfully, yeah. I might add. Yep, it was good. Uh, since we're on WCW, we'll talk about Sting. Sting. Started as that... I forgot about Sting's changes. That bleach blonde Ultimate Warrior carbon copy. Yeah. Then became Crow Sting, obviously the most popular version of Sting. Went to TNA, became Joker Sting. Modeled after the Heath Ledger Joker. Wasn't the best run, but you know what? Uh, 
of all the people on TNA at the time, he was one of the best. He was one of them. <laughs> and then, of course, back to classic Crow Sting with his uh, first appearance in WWE, and then now his his run in AEW, which just both of which felt iconic when he when he showed up. Yeah, and uh, still feels great in AEW. He's definitely mixing Crow Sting and. Uh, you call it Ultimate Warrior Carbon Copy. They came in at the same time. They were tag team partners. Yeah, 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 yeah. Started, but so. I mean, that, but it was Ultimate Warrior that led, kept on with that gimmick, yeah. and so um, it became his gimmick essentially. But he he kind of brought in that personality with the Crow gimmick. It, that really really worked. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, I, I don't really have anything bad to say about it because he's been great in whatever iteration he's been in. Yeah, and uh, he's and but he's, it's just he's getting kind of up there. Oh yeah. You but know, he's, he's he's just still working. He's still working those characters really, really well. Yes, he is. Um, Roman Reigns has gone from Roman Reigns to a more likable version of Roman Reigns. Seemingly overnight, really. Yeah. I mean, I know it's been like a year, but Roman Reigns has been the most must see superstar in all of professional wrestling in a time where people weren't going to watch professional wrestling. Mm. People weren't even allowed to go watch professional wrestling mm -hmm. and he still stole the show. Mm hmm. Like whenever he came back with those veneers, guys, he was a different man. New teeth, <laughs> teeth make the man. It's a smile. I love it. Um, also, in my bad, I have a you. You had stunning Steve Austin <laughs> to the ringmaster, but then he became Stone Cold. So I, yeah. it kind of worked out. Yeah, it was all right. I got Bobby Lashley here, uh, originally in WWE for a very short period, and even got a big push. With his first run, but he just did not have the charisma or the mic skills, and he eventually got fired, went to TNA, where his character did not change at all, uh, but his presentation did, because he was paired with MVP in TNA, who became his manager and mouthpiece. I don't think I knew that. It was a Brock and Paul Heyman situation over in TNA, okay. uh, and this led WWE to re-sign him and eventually make the same pairing. Uh, that has brought Lashley up to a top-tier champion. Yeah. And uh, most of us are all right with that. I could have cared less about uh, Bobby Lashley or MVP before the Hair match Bobby Lashley. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I really enjoy them. Yeah. Uh, and I believe Lashley's getting a little bit better on the mic. I do like the fact that he's still kind of rarely on it. Yeah. But uh, so he saves, you know, his good stuff for it. But like that time when he, uh, a couple months ago, when he went nuts and... Kicked out all the ladies and yeah. destroyed all that set and then yelled it at MVP. I thought that was absolutely great. Yeah. <laughs> um, and last on, on my list of guys, uh, Razor Ramon and Diesel go to WCW and become Scott Hall and Kevin Nash. And they really were, I think they were just versions of themselves. Yeah. And I think that's one of the things that made them so successful is like, we're just going to be who we are. And, you know, like Kevin Nash started off as Vinny Vegas in WCW so many years ago. Oh, that's right. And that was, yeah. was kind of rough. Yeah, I and forgot so, about that. Um, I, really, I really liked that run. What's, 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 what's you got? I have three left here, and I'll, I'll speed run them here. So okay. here's a bad one, Alexa Bliss. Uh, she started yep. off, uh, of course, you know, very different, very, you know, just blonde-haired, generic wrestler in uh nxt to begin with uh but with moving to wwe uh main roster and everything she she just kind of had the same snotty short butt kicker heel that everybody loves uh five feet of fury and all that uh 
but then recently she joined forces with The Fiend. And it was a compelling, slow build story. Yeah. Like it was week after week, just a little bit more of the story where she was kind of getting brainwashed slowly by The Fiend. And, uh, you know, you had her best friend, what's her name? Super Ashley? Super Ash? Uh, Almost Nikki a superhero? Cross. Nikki Cross. There we go. Uh, <laughs> uh, trying to, you know, pull her out of it and, you know, say, don't don't go to the fiend's dark side. Um, but now, you know, it, it had a lot of promise. And then they're like, well, we'll just give you the whole fiend gimmick. Because we're going to get rid of the fiend. Because we're going to get rid of the fiend. And also, here's a dumb puppet that nobody likes <laughs> that we're going to marry you to. Yeah. For the rest of your career, it feels like. Good luck with that. So I hate that, yeah. Uh, A couple good ones. Matt Hardy is very similar to Mick Foley. He has multiple personalities that he switches between. Extreme Matt Hardy, version one Matt Hardy, Big Money Matt, Broken Matt, Damascus Matt. I mean, all beautiful stuff. Uh, What to make these more compelling is that it's all the work he does on his own, like filming his own segments for YouTube and Mm-hmm. And uh, just all the character and world building that he's done for himself outside of the promotions that has brought him into this popularity within the promotions. Uh, I, I really had high hopes for WWE bringing him in and, and you know, getting to that broken slash woken character they tried. And they just wouldn't let him. They wouldn't let him have the reins enough. No. And so they just didn't. They didn't understand it. They didn't trust him and uh, didn't ever work out. Uh, let's see. And then uh, the last one I have, I don't really have a whole lot of story for, but it's just Jericho. You know, Jericho was Lionheart, Y2J, yeah. the silent jerkwad version of Jericho, the list of Jericho guy with the scarf and the, the, uh, fedora, the pain maker Jericho over in Japan, the demo God over in AEW right now. Like he's just, he's, he's, he's again, one of those evolving characters. Yeah. He's definitely done a good job of reinventing himself and a whole bunch of times. It's been beautiful. Well, if uh, if you have a favorite character change that that we missed, or maybe you have one that failed so miserably we forced it out of our own brains um, <laughs> and decided never to mention it again, head on over to our socials at two words LTN um, and give us a like, give us a subscribe, whatever whatever you're on, uh, hit that hit that button for following us. Um, for all sorts of fun content and all sorts of fun stuff. Uh, I feel like we've been posting more on our socials, getting a little bit better, um, posting some funny stuff. Maybe we'll make some good content later. Um, I know we keep saying that, but, uh, you We're know. getting there. Um, and uh, hopefully some fun stuff coming out soon. Um, but uh, until then... Um, I don't really have much. Uh, hopefully, hopefully... Our, I know I talked about our big secret last last podcast, and that has still yet to come to fruition. So I'm not going to make any promises because uh, I don't want to break no promises. We got an interview with someone, and his name is John Cena. <laughs> not at all. And his name nope, is sorry, turn off. So, na- stop it. And, stop. And his name turn is John. <laughs> The button wouldn't stop going. Maybe his name is John Cena. <laughs> um, so hopefully we'll be able to bring you guys that uh, very soon. But well, not that, um, but whatever it is. Yeah, whatever, whatever it is, uh, we'll be able to do it very soon. Um, uh, follow us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. 
Um, head on over to LTN Radio and follow them. Follow Love Thy Nerd and all of the other fun podcasts they have. Uh, and and that's about it for me. So uh, until next time, my name's John. His name's Matt. And if you're not down with that, well, we got two words for you. Goodbye.